Welcome to One Tired Teacher Turn Two Tired Teachers, episode 196, The Importance of Teaching Science. So we've been talking about integrating arts and science. We've been talking about integrating all different types of things with science. And specifically, we've been talking about science. So we thought that it might be important to actually talk a little bit more about why we should be focusing on science, unlike my district, and that, (laughs) and that like the really is some important reasons why science is so important. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Okay, so we're here we are. Lee and I are back to talk about the importance of science. Yes, we are back, and I'm really loving this topic. My grandfather was a high school science teacher and even taught like the science college level courses um, at our lo- the local university in New York. And so I feel like this is in my bones. Science is in my bones. <laughs> yeah. I think science, I mean, like science can be one of the things that kids love about school. Mm-hmm. Like there are some kids that get super into science. And I think one of the problems that we've had as a country is that we have less and less people interested in STEM careers. And we, we really... I feel like if we don't foster a love of science and we don't show them that science isn't just, well, it isn't reading just reading a textbook. Yeah. It's not just reading a textbook. It's not just the science or memorizing it's terms. Not, it's not some of those things that feel kind of boring. It is so, there's so much more to it. And I do love that the next generation science standards have come along and, and really integrated engineering as well mm-hmm. and technology and math because it's all, it all goes together and scientists and engineers work together. And so I think that's important. And I think it's also important to share with kids the types of jobs that are available. I spoke to, I can't remember what episode it was. I'm going to link to it in the show notes because it was so so good. I had this author come on the, on the podcast and she talked about different STEM careers that she like taught like that were in her book and it was really geared more towards to girls because it was oh, like I love that. Yeah, it was like a fashion engineer and um it was like all these things that you've never heard of and I was like, "Whoa." That made it sound like a whole nother level where you don't think about specific kinds of jobs as being like science and engineering. It was really good. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. Yeah. I think that'll be a great place to listen maybe after learning about the importance of science in the classroom. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what do you think? Uh, For me, I feel like like science is all around us. It provides this unique understanding of our world. We get to investigate problems and we really are, you know, are asking ourselves to think or asking students to think critically, which is and salt problem solve, which I feel Mm -hmm. like they don't always get to do, unfortunately. No, I think we do a lot of spoon feeding for students, but I think what's amazing. Okay. So Humans naturally are curious and science allows us to better understand our world around us, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And students are like, take curiosity to another level, right? Like adults kind of get a little jaded. We know how the world works, but to a kid, this is all new. 
they don't know gravity. They don't know the forces of things or why this happens when this happens. They don't. Yeah. There's it's a magic to them. So why not give them that sound scientific basis and allow them to understand why the things happen in our world, you know, by providing that strong background in science. Yeah. I think, um, and I think it's a way it's a, it's kind of a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it really is like problem solution oriented. And, yes. and I really, that's one thing that I love about it. And what I think is so necessary for students, because I feel like in the current day and, and, and systems of education, we are, we are like spoon feeding and we're like, we want them to know this. They have to know this for the test. Da, 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 da. It's all mm-hmm. based around that, but we're not giving them the opportunities to, to really like dive in and understand and yeah. also figure or to think it critically. Out. Yes. Yeah. Think critically. I still always go back to that, that time when I had to substitute in the engineering class a couple of years ago when I was the media specialist and I was doing like an open-ended challenge. I read, mm-hmm. it, I was based on a story. I read a story and then I was having them do this open-ended challenge. I didn't give them a lot of information. I was like, mm-hmm. here are the materials. Here's the criteria. Here's the constraint. There you go. And that was it. And you solved the problem. And my, my third graders, they blew it out of the water. Like they, they were so creative. Yes. They were so creative. They came up with, with multiple different kinds of solutions. They worked in teams. It was like very powerful. First grade, same thing. No problem. Fourth grade came in and they were like, Oh, I don't know what to do. I can't do this. They They don't want to think for themselves. No, because they were so used to getting everything handed to them and done in this specific way that they it was like the creativity had been sucked out of their little brains. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. And I'm like, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing to these kids. We're stifling them because it's not like they weren't creative to start with because we're born that way. Oh, yes. We're born natural with a natural curiosity. curiosity. Yeah. I remember when I got my national boards, when I was doing national boards and I got my national certification. And that was one of the biggest things was we need to build off children's natural curiosity, which yeah. is why I was telling you about the five E method when, yes. when we got on, before we got on, before because, we got on, we were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what because, two teachers talk about. Like we just right. talk about teaching models. <laughs> Cause I think it's so interesting. Cause Florida has not like dove, dove no, in next generation science my, standards. We are so no, we behind. Do, yeah, we, we do so, next generation science centers, which I think no, are good. We don't in my district. Yeah. We, we well, that's because you guys don't teach science, but we use them because the, in Florida, science is tested in fifth grade. I don't yes, understand how we your are tested. Isn't like, we're the same thing as you, but that's not yeah. a really a science test. It is really a reading comprehension of science information. It's, yes, but they need to know science concepts to be able to understand. They do, and but they but we have science standards as a state of Florida, but they're not the next generation science standards. I am so confused. I'm very yeah. sure they are. No, they're they're really not. When you look at the when you think you about what you like have, dig in again. Think this is what happens what you, when you don't you don't you're when you have to teach when you were teaching second grade. <laughs> like you you were teaching, you know, matter, you were teaching um habitats, you were teaching mm-hmm. practice life science, cycles, life cycles, um, um, um what else? I weather force in motion weather it's not all those topics energy the next, gener- the next generation science or is like three topics for the grade you go really deep 
into states of matter and matter and all things matter. Matter is one of them. You're looking at um, systems. You're looking at, you are still doing like rocks and soil, but it's also landforms, which landforms wasn't in second grade. That was in first grade. No. So, yeah. it, so it is different. Actually, I think it was in third grade, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I thought that. I just remember salt dough. People, uh, third grade always would do salt dough. Yeah, it, like maps. Maybe it's in both. I, I feel like I know more of the first and second grade and not the I third. know me too. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so let's so the 5e is is not it's like kind of a move away from the um scientific method. And it and it doesn't necessarily have to go in this linear direction, which is why people criticize the scientific method, I guess. But basically it's engaged. So you're engaging the students, you're getting them excited about something. Then they're exploring. You're allowing them to explore first mm-hmm. before you give them the background knowledge because they already are coming to the table with information and things that they know and you're you're kind of a building on that. So they get to explore and investigate in the moment. And then yeah, they start to are, build their schema. Yeah, right then you are, mm-hmm. then, then you be, then you explain like after they have already like started to f- wonder and ask questions and all that, then you elaborate and then you evaluate. And again, it doesn't have to be in that exact order. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're starting with explaining, like most people will probably would do that because it's hard to let the students lead the way because we're so used to leading the way, but it's really, I think it's a really fascinating model. I really, I, created my my stem units based on that and it was like mm-hmm. a whole no, I new love way it. of thinking. Well, it was, I, it's fun. I think it's funny because this is I really no, don't know much about 5e yet when I think of lessons I've done in the past that have been very powerful, mm-hmm. they include almost all those steps in that order. Like there was a lesson we used to do for science at the beginning of the year where we would take a potato and put it through an apple core so it would be like oh like a yeah. cylinder Mm-hmm. And then we would take a slivered almond and put it on the top. So it looked like a candle and you would light it and it would be, it would look like a flame. Huh. And we would walk around the classroom and have the students observe this thing in our hand. And they would have to explore, you know, figure out what it was, use their sight, smell. Um, yeah, we didn't let them taste senses. it obviously, yeah. but use their senses. And it really kind of like allowed them to become mini scientists and just kind of use their senses to explore this. Then at the end, you would blow out the candle and then you would bite it and it would like blow the kids' minds because they think you're eating a candle. They think you were walking around with a candlestick and you just bit it. But the truth is, is it's a potato. (laughs) So it was like such a great introduction. Is this like a cooked potato or you're biting it? No, a raw raw potato. potato. You obviously don't swallow the raw potato, (laughs) but no cooked potato would have been too soft. So you take like a russet potato and put the apple core in it. And then oh, take off the say, brown. Oh, it's so gross! Raw potatoes make me want to puke. Oh well, <laughs> you don't you don't swallow it, people. Please don't start eating raw potatoes. They're probably not good for you. Anyway, but it was such a great way to introduce yeah. the concept that a scientist you got them excited. Oh, and you got that, them excited, but then you would really backload. The yeah, then you would yeah. back up and be like that. Scientists use their observation skills to create and make conclusions, but sometimes things are not as how they seem. We have yeah, to go. No, you're right. And you're and really, you're such providing a powerful, such a powerful thing. You're providing yeah, it was a very found, powerful lesson. this foundation for them to like really understand the world around them, which yeah. is, which is the thing that I think is the most exciting part of teaching science. I, yes. I, in my last days as a second grade teacher, my last years, I platooned with my teaching partner and I taught science and reading. I mean, she co-taught. 
platooned is like not yeah, a but it was word. not really co-taught because it, we weren't in the same classroom. I was in my classroom. She was in her classroom. Yeah. I had a set of kids. She had a set of kids. And then we, we would switch. Change. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't do Team it like, teaching. We didn't Maybe do that's it like, a better word. We didn't teaching. I wouldn't say it was departmentalized either. We did it a little bit differently. It's based on a model in Colorado that Stephanie Harvey, who I think is a genius on reading comprehension, who she like, I think she's the one that like came up with this whole idea. But um, so I don't. I don't know because my district does this for third through fifth grade. They are I know, all but it, it originated in in Colorado in schools in Colorado from from that person. So that whole idea of platooning. Now a lot of people do departmentalizing where they just teach that one subject and classes rotate or whatever. But so this yeah. is a little bit different. Um, but anyway, it I, I loved it. Like I I was when I finally felt like I could teach science because I had that whole entire time to teach reading and science. And so my kids, like I got those la- little lab coats and they were like would wear their lab coats and they felt like real Aww. scientists. Yeah. And, the, and then we did this really fun activity where we um read this book. I can't remember the name of it, but it was we created lookers and we went like out of um pipe cleaners. So they made like glasses. And then we took our lookers and we went out into the outside in nature and had their little journals and they were writing oh, yeah. down observations of the world around them. It was so fun. It was yes. so fun. It was so cool. The questions they came up with were so unbelievable. And, you know, kids have a hard time sometimes formulating questions, which is something yes. that we have to teach them. And in, in the common core, you're asking and answering questions in Florida. We took that state, that standard out, which makes, well, no now sense. it's in the EEs. Okay, good. Because I, it's, it's not embedded in the standards anymore. Now it's in the um, ELA expectations. So it's, okay. it should is, be worked into every lesson. So it's like a confusion of taking those standards and just putting them in a different place. Basically. All right. I won't get off <laughs> on the thing that I think of Florida. Um, so anyway, it was a really fun, it was such a fun lesson and it was so, I don't feel guilty about that. I don't feel bad. I think Florida is stupid. Um, I <laughs> Did you see me disagreeing with any of these statements? <laughs> no, you're just like... quietly making a facial expression. I, yes. <laughs> For those of you listening, you didn't hear my facial yeah. expression, but it was kind of like a Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so it was. I just think it's important. It's important because as the world becomes like more reliant on technology, it's so important mm-hmm. for our students to to understand and to be able to like think about how they want to solve problems and problems. Yeah. yeah. And I think you can almost exclusively do that through science. That for that's, sure. To me, that's the number one benefit of teaching science. Another one is building. Content knowledge, background knowledge. Um, studies have shown time and time again that students perform better on assessments when they have even just a small background on the topic. Yeah. So, you know. Which levels the playing field. It does. Because our our children that, that come to school from less of a um, literacy or that rich kind of, and I don't mean yeah. rich economically, although sometimes you know, kids that kids that have more privilege than others, they come w- sometimes with more of a background knowledge than some of our yeah. students that are less more experiences, privileged. usually you more know? experiences, more exposure to literature, to being read to all of that stuff, more experiences, more places they've visited than, than kids that don't have that. And so we have to be able to give them experiences as well. Yeah. Bolster their opportunity, but teaching science is an easy easy way to do it 
through the text exposures that you might pull through the concepts that you talk about, even just the vocabulary. I remember um, when I used to teach second grade at um, a school that was non-title one, we would talk about the plant life cycle. And most of the students knew the plant life cycle even before coming into second grade. But when I switched to third grade at a title one school, I was my mouth was like, it dropped how many students did not know the plant life cycle, the life cycle of a plant. They did not know the term photosynthesis. They did not know the term, you know, germination um, or that seeds had to Because seed they coat. can't so, just read about it and then no, remember it. If they're yeah. actually putting it into practice and they're moving and they're doing all the things we talked about in yeah. the last episode about integrating arts and things like that, that's different. Because I was talking to my son who is working like on a construction site and he has to measure pipe and things like that. And he's like, I need the tape measure that has the cheats. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, that says like three eights and you know, whatever. He's like, because I don't remember learning this in school. I'm like, you don't remember. I know I taught it to my third graders. I was like, I I taught measuring in second grade. I'm like, wait a minute. But no, measuring in second grade, usually only to the inch in third grade, you go in. Well, that's what we talked about. He's like, I'm like, we didn't, I, I think I went to the fourth, but, um, but this was a long time ago because I haven't taught math in second grade in a long time, but he was, he's like, so we were like trying to remember where that comes in. And I'm like, you probably were just measuring things on paper and it just meant nothing to you when it became something that you have to do as part of your job, or there was like relevance or you had to like physically move around. And I'm like, that's when it becomes more meaningful. Yeah. Well, and I think too, with measurement, just a touch really quick on that is, um, when you teach that standard in third grade, it's, um, plotting fractions on a number line. And that, but you really have to take it a step further so that students understand that really what we're talking about is on a ruler. So when I would teach putting fractions on a number line, we would then equate it back to the measurement standard, even though the standards don't tell you to do that. But I was like, this is the real world application. Yeah, that was very No one's going to ask you to put fractions on a number line in order. No one's going to ask you to do that. But what they will ask you to do is to be able to read fractions when you're measuring. When so you're measuring, in the end, at the end yeah. of that unit in third grade, we pulled out rulers and we would measure to the quarter inch, you know, the half inch, the yep. three fourths, and then up. And it was a very powerful way to kind of like seal the deal because it became real life, right? Yeah. I need this in real life. <laughs> well, when it becomes real life, that's when they pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. So I think that's important. Okay. I think we, I think we, did we miss anything about essential reasons? Let's see, we talked about background knowledge. We talked about um, understanding the world around us, building vocabulary, um, building a sense of problem solving. That was like the top reason, um, being able to sort through problem. Um, yeah, I think we covered. Yeah. I'm sure a listener, if you have another reason why science is so important, please, 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 you know, add to this conversation either on Instagram or um can they comment on podcasts? No, there's no comments. Yeah, right? there's reviews, ratings, yeah. reviews. You can leave it in a review, let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from the listeners. Absolutely. Two tired teachers. Oh man. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for staying up with us. 